1015 FM KDON. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Filled with wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame, Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody. Good morning, Las Vegas. What's going on? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. The rings are full of people and wrestlers in this great city this weekend. And, well, all the time, really. I mean, just an unbelievable weekend so far here in Las Vegas with Impact Wrestling being in town, and we are very happy to bring it all to you. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. I am Mark Hoke. Joe DeFalco, I think, still conscious. Joe, how are you? Yeah, I'm just I'm just getting conscious. <laughs> well, there we go. That's a start. And uh, we have in sitting in today Brian Ronovich from Las Vegas Wrestling Scene. How are you, buddy? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Well, as you can tell, I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. We got a got a big show today, man. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. This is this is going to be fun and uh, so much going on. We're going to be giving away some tickets to the Vegas Toy Show along with a photo op with our very 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 special guest coming up today. Sentimental value for yours truly to say the least as we will be joined by the WWE Hall of Famer, former WWE champion Let's see. I, I mean, and I'll tell you, you could run off the list of other titles he's won. He was an NWA US champ, world tag team champion there, had that AWA America's Championship, just all sorts of titles for Sergeant Slaughter. This is going to be fun, guys. Yeah, Sarge is great. He's a um, very unique character, did a lot of great things for wrestling, still does. He's one of the most visible former. WWE stars out there right now, I think. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a great time. And uh, so we're going to hear from Sarge in the second hour, but this hour we will have your chance to win those passes. It's two two day passes, plus you get a, a free photo op with the Sarge, which, you know, I mean, for me, I can't, I can't wait. I cannot meet, wait to meet this guy. I, I have a story to tell. I really do. I have a, an amazing story to tell. Okay. I can't okay. believe I can't believe you guys are all forgiving of what he did to this country. Well, <laughs> well, you know, Joe, we we can't we we're not all perfect. We're not all perfect, you know. But but I am going to ask him about that. I, you know, I, yeah. it, it was it, it's really when you think about that storyline, and you know, obviously, you know, Sergeant been a heel for a long time, and even when he started in the WWF. You know, he was going after Bob Backlund and had the Grand Wizard as his manager. I mean, he was still a bad guy for a long time until they did the face turn with going against the Iron Sheik, which led to that famous boot camp match at Madison Square Garden. You know, and then they kind of had a little falling out uh, with uh, between Vince and, and Sarge. Sarge went to the AWA and, uh, you know, and then off and on for all those years since. But that was quite the 
That was quite the stunning storyline when you think about that. You know, Sarge becoming the Iraqi sympathizer during the Desert Storm and and all that crazy stuff, and you know the death threats that he got. I mean, un really was an unbelievable thing for Sarge to do. And I, I I'm going to be very curious to hear his thoughts about what that process was like when Vince came to him and said, "We want to do this." You know, after the whole thing with the GI Joes and all that, I mean, I couldn't imagine what was going through his head. Yeah, that's a that was a pretty big turn. I mean, especially with all the equity he'd had with the fans going into it, I'm sure there was plenty of because uh, you know what kind of backlash you're going to get. That's not your standard heel turn. That's almost like Joe was saying earlier, like a turn against the country. And at that time, there were still a lot of believers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, patriotism was an all time high. Uh-huh. End. You know, so we're we're gonna have fun talking to Sarge about that and a lot of other questions. I, I I'm I'm really excited because I mean the one thing the one thing about Sarge too is is just how much he spanned wrestling history. You know, I mean he you know he's back in the you know, the seventies and the early eighties and from all the way from the NWA days of you know Mid Atlantic to today. I mean he still pops up on TV every once in a while. So this is gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Hey, Joe, when you go in and you want to have someone make a turn, do you generally get much pushback? Like, is it how often? Is it Does it go through smooth? Just curious. Uh, in this day and age, they, they, they try to take it upon themselves. So it's like you, you kind of got to shut them down. You know, there's been incidents where it's like, hey, you're the baby face. I'm going to do a low <laughs> blow. And it's like, what are you doing? Right. And, you know, obviously the best ones are the ones that are put together where there's numerous things. You know, Jay Vidal, for example, with the Matt Vandegrift and Danny Limelight. It's like there's a lot of planning and there's also a lot of it's very secretive because you don't want it to get out there because you don't want other people to find out to tell other people. And you try to keep it close to the vest. And. You know, it's harder now just because there's such a gray area between babyface and heel to begin with. So it doesn't mean much if you're kind of not liked anyway. So it, it takes a special breed to go in there and, and, and make the fans hate you when they used to love you and, and vice versa. It, it's like sometimes... It's easy to turn just because people liked you anyway and they wanted to like you. So it's really, I think, more difficult now than it, than it was, say, 20 years ago. Like when Sarge did what he did, there was, there was you know, I remember like, oh, my God, he, he beat the ultimate warrior. Like, what is going on? I, I was actually like, happy about that, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I was. I thought it was one of the worst things ever. So and it was like, and I get it, you know. And, and it, it was, and and it set up another program. It set up the evil Sarge against Hogan, and it set up, you know, Ultimate Warrior and, and Macho Man. So it made two programs out of it. And but when you're younger, you're like, oh my god, I can't. Ultimate Warrior's losing because of this. And at that point. Nobody, nobody took Sergeant Slaughter as like the guy who's going to become the heavyweight champion. You know, 
the dirt sheets back in the day were Sergeant Slaughter's never coming back to WWE because he had WWF because he had the falling out with Vince McMahon, and you know, information was was far less than it is today on what was going on in the uh, in the back alleys of of the offices of the companies, you know. Yeah, and, and it's fascinating. You know, we're kind of talking about the the heel and face situation because we're seeing that play out in WWE right now with Sami Zayn and the Usos and that whole storyline that's evolved over you know a few year period of trying to keep the when, when you're trying to keep somebody in a, a certain category and the fans just say no, we want to cheer for you. We 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 actually even though you're the bad guy, we like you. You know, we, we were just at the Impact tapings, and by the way, don't forget you can still go tonight. Uh, there's the fallout uh, from No Surrender shows uh, show this evening at Samstown, so you can still get tickets if you want to go. It's at 7 p.m. this evening. Uh, you know, we're you're hearing, you know, for example, we're hearing. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the matches last night. Like for example, you, had, you know, they they had the Bullet Club and um, Motor City Machine Guns, and the crowd was absolutely split. And you you hear that all the time that that fans, even though some people are supposed to be playing a certain role, that they just fight you and fight you to not let that happen. And it's got to be difficult at you know at any level for you know from what you're doing, Joe, all the way up to WWE, when the fans are taking that and saying, "No, this is we we like this guy. No, we want you know we we hate this guy. We you're, you're making us like him, but we hate him." And and that has to be so difficult for bookers to deal with when you're trying to tell a story and the fans want the story to go a different way. Well, the thing is, like yesterday, when, you know, obviously I sat there with watching watching Chris Bay with Ace Austin. I'm curious to what made television and what doesn't make television because they came out and they cut a promo, which was total babyface promo. Chris Bay's from Vegas. This is what I've done in Vegas. I had my first match here. Chris Bay talking about setting up the ring there. And I'm pretty sure a lot of that doesn't make television because they're trying to get the crowd behind them. And the, and the machine guns play total heels in the matches. And the Bullet Club are heels, but... Because of the promo and, and, and the history and even Ace Austin of winning, you know, big matches in Samstown, they were portrayed as baby faces. So, you know, I remember one time, I think it was at New Japan, same thing, one of our guys, Gregory Sharp. Like, they had him come out and because people wanted to cheer Gregory Sharp because he's from Vegas. So that he came out before the cameras were rolling and basically bashed the fans that were there. So that way everybody understood, hey, this is the heel. Please don't cheer him. You know, it's kind of the subtle ways of trying to dictate who your baby face and heel is and, and who you're trying to, you know, establish in that matchup. And sometimes it's easily done, and, and sometimes it's you have no idea what the fans and how they're going to react to it. Yeah, and of course, like I said, that's playing out right now in WWE with Sami Zayn, the Usos, and, and just how this whole thing has turned out. And you know, WWE managed to keep that twist going again this week on SmackDown with Jay playing it down the middle, you know, and Sammy and, and Jimmy getting into it. I mean, that 
that's that storyline going on right now. Man, I cannot wait to see what happens at WrestleMania. I I don't you know I don't get. I think in past couple of, the past couple of years have been like okay you know it's WrestleMania time, but now I'm, this year, guys, I am sitting here saying to myself, I can't wait to see what happens at the end of this thing, and it you know and if it's going to be over at WrestleMania, this is this is going to be intriguing, Brian. Yeah, no, I agree. <clears throat> I think one of the things too with with heels is. At some point, you become too cool to boo, and you 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 either start you have come up with a catchphrase or something like that. Where you know, like Joe was saying, where Sharp bashed the fans, he didn't do anything to appeal to them. I think that's the key to staying heel is not appealing to anybody to anybody else, you know. And Sammy was supposed to be a heel, and he was a really good heel, but he's really funny. He said the oozy stuff. He started going with things like that, and the fans loved him. So then you started seeing the bloodline getting cheered, and they're really supposed to be heels. And Sammy just naturally ended up becoming a baby because that was just how it worked out, the way the character developed, the way the story developed. Uh, I think Mania is really exciting from top down. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, we got another match that looks like coming up with Drew McIntyre and Gunther. Mm. And I'll tell you what. That's intensity. Oh, my God. Man. I mean, that That is going to be just brutality it's going to be hard hitting now this is this is why i was talking about gunther before, you know back when he was walter is because the dude just brings it every night i mean those kind of guys i mean joe those kind of guys are just one in a million i mean it's this is going to that that match is going to be raising the intercontinental title up for sure well i'm wondering at that point then what Sheamus is going to do i don't know that's a good question you know, there's there's a bunch of matches and there's a bunch of things we obviously see. You know, Ray and and the kid are gonna do their thing. You know, Cross is kind of like, hey, he gets the win. Uh, whoever thought you'd say, hey, Karrion Cross just won a match thanks to Dominic Mysterio. So, <laughs> you know, the strange, strangest things have uh, happened in WWE that you would never expect. Yeah, that is for sure. Yeah. And before we go to break, there's one more matchup that. I cannot believe this one's happening. I, this one I'm not excited about if they, they pull the trigger on this. Brock Lesnar, the beast, the big man, the former world champ, Mr. Brutality, and almost. Are you I, – I that, that's got Vince stamped all over it. And, Brian, you know, it's funny, Brian, when I said that, I, I saw you shaking your head like you were going to vomit. Um, <laughs> what do you think of that one? Well, I just think, you know, for Brock to, to flourish and match, I mean, you just really have to have somebody that can really, really work, that can work with somebody like him. I mean, he's just a different, he's just a great athlete. He's a different kind of talent. And Omos is just not even close to that. I just feel like this will be kind of like um, the way Brock and Goldberg were uh, before with some of the stuff they did that I thought was pretty flat, you know. So, yeah, that doesn't excite me at all. I'd rather see Brock in something way better than that. Joe, were you surprised when you saw this this coming up? Yeah, I'm having giant Gonzalez flashbacks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well when played. Almost. But it was like similar what they did when they threw him in with Lashley. And they threw him in with Braun Strowman. 
it's more like with the Braun Strowman thing. Like, what, what are they going to do? There's, like, no way almost is going to win. And and they really made almost, almost dominate Braun Strowman until he came back and won. And I just can't see, you know, especially if Brock Lesnar doesn't have respect for almost. He's oh. going to kind of go in there and do his own thing. Yeah. And there's nothing that WWE could do about it. Yeah. They, I, I'm and – I, and, and, Brian, I think your, your point is is – totally right that Brock is just a certain kind of talent and you putting in somebody who's raw like that man I, I just don't see it like like Strowman and almost actually intrigued me a little bit you know I thought that was a decent pairing but this is this is not I mean Lesnar Lesnar should be an elite attraction which with an elite opponent and and no one sees almost that way I mean this I, I hope they don't pull the trigger on this. I really don't, but uh, I don't know. And could, but could you imagine if they put him put him over on Lesnar? Good lord! Yeah, that would. No, I, I don't think that would happen. No. But again, that was the perfect scenario for them to build a guy like. And I, I hate to say it because it's like me, you know, my guy carrying cross. But like, wouldn't that have been like the reason? to give this guy this monster push that you want to do that, you know, you put him in the right situation and you give him a match with Brock Lesnar. Like there's supposed to be so much upside that with triple H love and cross to be, you know, a future heavyweight champion. And it's like, he's probably not even going to be on the card, but somehow almost gets a match with Lesnar. It's just like mind boggling. And, And you really, you should be working your way up to Brock Lesnar. And and almost has done nothing to earn a Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania, no. or a Brock Lesnar match on a pay per view, much less WrestleMania. Yeah, I totally agree. So, yeah, well, we're gonna well I'll tell you what, we're gonna step back, take another break, or we'll take our first break actually. And when we come back, there's some interesting stuff going on in AEW right now too. We've got the Revolution coming up, but the situation with TV is getting interesting. A couple of things have happened with that. So we are going to bring talk about that as we head into our break or we come back from break. And don't forget, we're going to be giving away those tickets to the Vegas Toy Show with a photo op with Sergeant Slaughter, who's going to be joining us in our number two. So stick around, everybody, for more on the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. We will be right back. Vegas Toy Show coming March 4th and 5th at the Ahern Hotel and Convention Center in Las Vegas. Vegas Toy Show features vendors and celebrities, including our friend Sergeant Slaughter. The WWF Hall of Famer will be joining the Vegas Toy Show. He's joined by Peter Cullen, Ron Perlman, Eric Estrada, and many more. Visit VegasToyShow.com for more celebrity guests presented by The Pop Shop, a House of Cars entertainment production. This is The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we are back on The Mark Hoke Show here on KDON 101.5 FM. And just so everybody remembers... The 720 signal is going to be going away. So if you uh, have been listening to, are listening to us on 720 right now 
as of the end of the month, 720 is gone, and we're going to be just exclusively on 101.5 FM. So please make sure that if you haven't reset your presets or anything like that, make sure you do that and uh, enjoy all our great shows, including the Mark Hoke Show, SportsX Radio, the Steve Sanchez Show, and so many others on 101.5 FM in crystal clear frequency modulation mode, as the kids like to say. Yeah, how about that? I pulled that, Brian. It's good radio talk there. Yeah, you know, can't uh, you know? We got getting rid of the amplitude <laughs> modification mo- uh, okay. modulation and going to the frequency. Okay, that's how you do it. Sounds good. Yeah. So please remember to do that. That so if you tune in to seven twenty next week, well, you're gonna hear nothing but you know Joe going to the bathroom, maybe something like that. <laughs> That's how good the sound is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's... Yeah, uh, yeah relative, it, right? It's staticky. Uh, Joe DeFalco, Brian Ramage with me here on the Mark Hoke Show. We've got the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And uh, by the way, I want to remind everybody as well, if you feel like betting on some wrestling, you want to make a little money with your wrestling knowledge, like for what we give you on this show as an amazing gift, go to betonline.ag. We actually need to well, actually we need to go to markhokeshow.com first. Click on our link. That'll take you to betonline.eg. Then we get credit for it. And you can bet on wrestling. The betting odds are now up for uh, the AEW Revolution pay-per-view, among many other things. So you can check that out. And, you know, best part is you can bet put in a thou- up to $1,000 and get a 50% signing bonus wow. or matching bonus. So... I'm hand, not only am I giving you the knowledge to win, I'm also giving you 500 bucks if you put in a thousand. I mean, come on, guys! What more? What can I do? I was trying to get inside information on the Bullet <laughs> Club against the Machine Guns, but Chris Bay would have none of it. I was very disappointed. I, you know, yeah. Well, if you, the Impact pay per view, I, I had you know we had a few of the Impact stars on over the past week and a half, and. I kind of said something to Chris about those betting odds and and uh, couldn't get anything out of them because they had that six-man match. Uh, by the way, uh, just on that impact card, no title changes happened that evening, but a lot of great matches. So make sure you check out No Surrender. I'm sure the replay is going to be up. And don't forget, you can still get down and see one of the TV tapings tonight at Samstown. So pretty cool stuff. Just go to impactwrestling.com. Uh, now, speaking of TV... Some intriguing stuff happened over the past week or so, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, gentlemen. AEW signed a deal with ESPN in Australia and New Zealand to distribute AEW. Now, of course, right now AEW is under the Time or the excuse me, the Warner Brothers Discovery banner for with TNT and TBS, and the TV negotiations are coming up. We also had a situation happen where Warner Brothers Discovery is getting out of all the local sports programming. They're getting rid of it. So actually, like, for example, here in Las Vegas, one of the teams that's going to be affected by that is the Vegas Golden Knights as AT&T Sportsnet, which is where they show the Knights games, is going to be Eastois. So you will not be seeing the Knights after this year on AT&T Sportsnet. It's going to get a new home. So they're kind of getting away saying they're losing money on the on the sports stuff. And I'm I'm just curious, guys, with this 
deal that AEW signed with ESPN, and you know, plus you know, some feathers will rub the wrong way with the whole Jay Briscoe thing. Any chance you think that AEW could possibly be headed under, and as much as I hate to say it, the Disney umbrella with, say, ESPN, ABC, or you know, any one of their other family of networks? What do you, what do you guys think about the possibility of that, Brian? You're kind of sitting there thinking hard on this one. Well, yeah, I mean, I just uh, it, it a lot of questions, really. I mean, it just depends on. I don't know if ESPN would want wrestling on their main networks. I mean, they're pretty full with college basketball, pro football. I mean, maybe in the summer, I guess it could make some sense on non-baseball days or, you know, something like that. But uh, but they have other they have other options as well. I mean, they do have ESPN Plus, so I guess that's something that you could possibly see AEW on or anywhere, you know, if it's part of the Disney app or Disney Plus or something like that. I don't know. I just I have other questions before I can even like say what I I think. I guess. Yeah, it's it, it's intriguing to to think possibly on ABC. I think the Connors are in that EPM slot right now. Yeah. Oh, so well. yeah, exactly. Forget so, that. Yeah, Scratch well, that idea. No, I don't know. I, I think <laughs> I think what you what you have to consider, even though you know it was funny two weeks ago they had a really dynamite had a terrible ratings night, but last week was. A huge number for them. So, Joe, what do you think about that? Do you see the the possibility that AEW would consider leaving TBS and TNT to join the the Disney family of television stations? Uh, I, I think they have been given great opportunities there, and it seems like they're supposed to be doing the new thing with uh, Adam Cole, I guess, the reality show. Uh, I think unless the you know the dynamic just totally broke down. I can't see them going going elsewhere. You know, live live sports. I guess from what I've been hearing and reading over the last couple of years is one of the last opportunities for for advertisers. So anything they could present live, uh, you know, in this day and age, because there's so much of the DVRs and, and people watching things streaming that that's why the XFL got uh, people and USFL. There's two spring leagues that both have national contracts now and they have them because they're trying to present live programming. And I think, you know, for AEW, I don't think you want to see if the pastures are greener on the other side. I think they have something good going where yeah. they had. It seems like the relationship has been good. You don't want you don't want to ruin a a good relationship. You know, if the relationship's terrible, then yeah, obviously you're going to try to go out and, and try to find something better. But I don't know if they can find something better. And going on ESPN is probably. It would be great, but again, on ESPN Plus, there's nine million things that's going to get lost in the shuffle. And for them to get advertisers, they need to be like, "Hey, look at this. We have uh, we had a bad week. We only had nine hundred and eighty thousand live viewers. So you know that means a lot in the advertising world. But you know, I don't know because from what I understand, AEW doesn't make any money anyway, and they lose money every year. So you know, I guess if it's a situation where they can get rights fees through ESPN, 
you know, they're going to do what's best for the company. But, like, as an outsider looking in, I can't believe that they can get a better deal than they have right now. Yeah, I think the only the only temptation that I would see is you you have to look at the numbers that you catch, you know, that, that WWE is catching on Fox or SmackDown that are just so much better than what they see on USA Network for Raw. And I don't know, I, I would be tempted to at least put my toe in the water and just kind of see what the possibilities would be. I mean, I don't think, obviously, NBC Universal wouldn't, would probably not do it because of their relationship with WWE. But, you know, would a CBS or an ABC be slightly intrigued by that? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Well, I just, I think it depends on, obviously, what night. Um, if you were going to be, is there major demand for pro wrestling in prime time? I mean, I understand that it's worked pretty well on Fox, but is another major network like ABC, do, do, do the numbers indicate that, you know, on Tuesday night or, you know, whatever uh, would work really well for, or what is it, Wednesday night rather, um, for AEW? Is that something that, you know, they really think, are they going to do that much better than what Turner has, or what TNT, or TBS has done? I agree with Joe. I think you've already built that relationship with Warner Brothers, and it certainly doesn't appear that anything has, has been wrong with it as far as that goes. Um, for crying out loud, they, they named belts after the channels. Yeah. So, I mean, the, there's, it's already there, you know? <laughs> Which I thought was a mistake, but that's yeah, Of course. But, and I think dancing with ESPN, even on a distribution level, uh, you know, it definitely makes me wonder a little bit, but I, I would say, why, why even take that chance at this point? Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I, I was really fascinated with that. That ESPN deal in Australia. I know they're they're talking about wanting to do a streaming service as well. So there's there's some uh, moving parts there as this TV deal gets ready to run out here very shortly. So we'll find out. We'll see what Tony Khan's got up his sleeve. Well, their own their own network or something along those lines to me would be um, the better move than necessarily changing uh, distributors or broadcasters. Yeah. So I don't know. I. Man, you never know when the, the money starts flying and people start talking. So we'll see what happens with that. All right. Oh, we're going to head into break here again. But I got to say, it would be fun to meet Sergeant Slaughter, wouldn't it? Brian, would you like to meet Sergeant Slaughter? Definitely. Joe, would you like to meet Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah, so I can give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> He's just still bitter about that from, from 1991. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Is but, General Adnan going to be there? <laughs> that would be, oh, my God. I'm trying not to die here. Um, well, guys, these guys won't, unless they hang out, hang out with me when, when I go to the Vegas Toy Show. But you can meet Sergeant Slaughter. That's right. We've got two two-day passes for you. Plus a photo op with Sarge, we're going to give away right now. So if you here's the number you need to call. It's 702-257-5396. It's 702-257-5396. And we're going to take caller number three. Whoever is caller number three is going to win that great photo op and the the tickets to the show which is going to be awesome too by the way you got a great chance to geek out with that and uh, there's going to be people there like Tom Wopat uh Tom Wopat and Catherine Bach from the Dukes of Hazard Eric Estrada uh Peter Cullen from Transformers Ron Perlman from Hellboy 
Uh, it's going to be a terrific show. So you want to check that out. So how about we head to break and when we come back, we'll hopefully announce a winner and uh, we're going to give those tickets away. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back here on the Mark Oak Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets, or lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. Man, I'll tell you, the things that I do for my listeners, I take good care of you guys out there. I really do. You know, what a, a guy. There's a lot of love, man. Oh, yeah. No, I, and, and but seriously, you know, I mean... The show's been doing very well, and we certainly do appreciate all of you out there listening to it, you know, live or on our podcasts where they've been like 160 countries and territories. It's nice. crazy. You guys are nuts listening to me, but I do appreciate it. And of course, we've got great people around us like Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling, right, Joe? Yeah, I was wondering where your boy is. Is he on strike or something? Uh, I don't know. had an issue there. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know. And uh, Brian Ronich from our good friends at Las Vegas Wrestling Scene, who I did an interview with, by the way. Yes, you did. That's going to be going up on Wednesday, I believe, yeah. uh, Wednesday morning. How was that? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Had Gerald's nice... easy to talk to. Yeah, Gerald's, Gerald's a righteous dude. Yeah, he's a good so, guy. So I had a great time with that. So that's going to be posted up uh you said i think he said wednesday at six in the morning yep lvws confidential there you go so make sure you check that out thank you for doing that by the way oh absolutely always fun by the way i got another request to do an interview with a canadian website i've got more information about that i think it's going to be two weeks from now so once i get a little more get everything totally nailed down i'll let everybody know about that but yeah but we had a winner mike burke is right. going to be going to the Las Vegas Toy Show, March 4th and 5th. Congratulations, Mike. Way and to go, Mike. You got a photo op with the Sarge. I hope you might have to pay extra to get put in the Cobra Clutch, though, I think. Yeah, I'm going to think so. I'm going to ask Sarge if he'll do that. That I can't imagine I it's he, fun. I bet if he calls, 
I bet if he calls Sarge a maggot, he'll do it. Oh, I think Sarge is going to make me do push-ups, and I need to do push-ups because I am so overweight right now. It's bad. It's bad. I'm cute, but still, but, you know, just not not quite there, to say the least. Not, not at your, You're not at your fighting weight? No, not even close. <laughs> not even close. My my fighting weight when I wrestled in high school was about one seventy three. That was that was pretty 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 good. I tried getting down sixty five, and I that I no doubt it, that that hurt. <laughs> that was painful. So I I I need to you know Joe maybe I need to just start coming down to the FSW arena. You know maybe you know, maybe you know. Look, look at Chris Bay. He used to be 100 pounds overweight. Now look at him. Really? I didn't no, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if you want to train to be a wrestler or, you know, you, of course, just want to check out some amazing wrestling, go to FSWVegas.com. You know, I mean, look, look at some of the guys that are out there. You got, you know, guys like Chris Bay and Jay Vidal and Killer Cross and Karrion Cross. A lot of great talent coming out of there. Zoe Stark. It's a lot of fun. So go to fswvegas.com. Yeah, but but I, I busy March too, Joe, right? For you guys. What's that? Busy March for FSW. Yeah, you know, we actually did one show this month just cuz there's so much going on. So we got we got three set for next month. So uh we're looking good. I'm just reading a post Matt Vandegrift uh for the for our students that uh Tommy Dreamer after the meetings today is going to do a short seminar for the uh, crew. So that's uh another another reason to be part of FSW and and not anywhere else in town. You know, all the opportunities you know, flow from us. There you go. So check it out, fswvegas.com. Well, speaking of some opportunities, some people in London had about a minute to have an opportunity to go to Money in the Bank. Those tickets, guys, for the O2 Arena, which is around 20000 sold out in one minute. Wow. One minute. You think they're not regretting putting that in a stadium at this point? I mean, that is think. insane. Yeah. That is insane. I, I was kind of surprised that they put it in the O2 arena, to be honest with you. I figured they'd, they'd be looking at a at a stadium show on that. I mean, the, the, the fans in, in England and you know the United Kingdom are just so excited. We saw what happened to Clash of the Castle. So, guys, what are your thoughts about one minute on, <laughs> on that? That's nuts. Yeah, wrestling obviously well, huge. I guess this. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, you know, I, I guess the scalpers were out early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is a possibility, but that is that is an unreal, unreal happening. And now we're also you know, hearing they, can, o- oh, they can always move it. I'm saying they can always move it. We've seen them where they didn't sell enough tickets uh, here in Vegas, and and they dropped down when they were supposed to do one of the shows at Allegiant that we, I believe it was Money in the Bank, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yes. went to the Garden. And I, I thought, like, wow, how are they going to sell out the Allegiant Stadium for, for this yeah. pay-per-view? And, you know, sometimes they overestimate, sometimes they underestimate. So, you know, it isn't like if they really, really – feel like they could sell another twenty, thirty thousand seats, maybe they do move it. That would be intriguing. There's another international event apparently coming up as the King and Queen of the Ring tournaments have uh are looks like they're coming back and the rumor is now 
that those will be headed to Saudi Arabia for Queen and King of the Ring tournaments. So another possible pay-per-view for the Saudis. What do you think about that, Brian? It, they pay a lot of money. Let's. <laughs> I mean, that's just, they pay a lot of money. I, I just that's that'll be interesting to see. I, I'd rather have the pay per views here, obviously, but uh, it's hard to ignore the money for them. Joe, what did you think of that when that news broke that they're talking about doing the King of the Queen of the Ring WWE? Of well, course, I, at- I was about I was about to jokingly say, well, that that's obviously not happening in Saudi Arabia, a Queen of the Ring tournament. But I guess I'm incorrect. And, you know, I remember everybody in the beginning was like, they can't do a pay-per-view there. They can't do this. They don't allow the women to wrestle. And, you know, WWE said, you know, relax. You know, we're working on that and we're setting it up. And, you know, they did what they said. And it's, you know, it's funny because I follow a little bit on the live golf and about with the Saudis and how – it's blasphemy to, you know, support them in any way. And then they showed a listing of like 20 of the biggest companies in the, in the world that do business with the Saudis and and nobody's boycotting it and nobody's not giving opportunities because Google and Uber and all these other places are supported by them and they're investors in those companies. And it's like, you know, they're making a lot of money, and the bottom line in business is making a lot exactly. of money. If somebody offered me $5 million, hey, Joe, we'd like to have an <laughs> FSW show in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I'm going to be like, no, we're going to pass on yeah. that. Let me exactly. See if we can get something exactly. going in, on state line. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, this is. This everybody's be, on their high horse, I'll tell you. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I, I'm, and I'll, I'll just say, where, no matter where it is. I'm excited the King Queen of the Ring would be getting its own pay-per-view. You do that show right, and it is a lot of fun. I I, I always well, like King well, of the, the Ring. Thing. And- you, as you said, do the show right. They haven't done that show right in a long time, and they, right. that was one of the biggest pay-per-views ever. Is was always you look forward to the King of the Ring. It was great. It was a great setup. Every, and then it's it kind of similar to the Survivor Series, how it, it kind of changed when you you know everybody used to love the the, the, the you know the Macho Maniacs against you know the Million Dollar Team, and they would set it all up, and it was you know actually on Thanksgiving night back right. in the day. It was it was and, it was a blast. Sorry, Joe, I hate to cut you off because we we got to head to. Uh, the break at the top of the hour. We'll, we'll maybe get back to that when we can. But coming up, hour number two, the legend, Sergeant Slaughter, is going to be joining us on the show. What an awesome time this is going to be, especially for some 13-year-old kid. And I'm, I can't wait to tell this story on the air. Stick around. We'll be back with more on The Mark Hoke Show. Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show, MarkHokeShow.com podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets and also on the Odyssey app. Stick around here on KDWN 101.5 FM for more of the Mark Hoke Show. We'll be right back. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at the Mark Hoke Show and visit markhokeshow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. 
And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.